0: I've been the, artist, the Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat about everything that's mental health, disability and everything in between. With me, Kev Dillon and Lee Cadman. And today we're talking about does the pain ever go away? And I think about this because is the anniversary we lost our beloved Thomas Hickenbottom 18 years ago today. He was only 14 years old when he died back in 2003 it's been 18 years today. And I often think I see on Facebook and all the the brothers and the sisters and the family and the Lions family that uh, message out. And I think, will the pain ever go away? And I think I think when you lose one so young, you're always thinking about what could have happened, what could they have been? I mean, Thomas had 13 bouts, won 12, but everyone who watched the bout no, he shouldn't have lost that one. And whether he'd become the brilliant boxer we all dream of, Or whether it have been like his brother, Danny, also a brilliant boxer back in his day, but now he's the father of two beautiful babies. And I often think, where would Tommy be today? And when I look around the gym here at the Lions and I look at the pictures Robert Rolls and uh, Sam Passy and Ashley Sylvester and so many of the others, and I think they were taken too young. And do you think that Lee, does the pain ever go away?
1: I don't think the pain goes away, but it does get it, there's an easing, isn't there? Whereas, you know, you 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 still think about these people, but yeah, the the onusate goes away. It, it probably lessens, but you do think about the future that they could have had. I think that's that's really the upsetting thing, isn't it? If you think too far ahead and and what what could have been.
0: I mean, like Thomas, Sickenbottom's on our Champions War, and all the champions we have are surrounded. Tommy surrounded by them. And everyone, I mean, it's amazing how many people weren't even born when Tom died, but they all know his name, Thomas Hickenbottom. Bottom. He's got the big statue in Briley Hill, and maybe his legacy goes on for generations. It's almost become like the Painter and saint of the and Lox- Lions Boxing Club, and we talk about the Thomas Hickenbottom Bottom shovel and how we used to glide around. So even though we lost him very young, he will live on in people's memories, even though they never would have, they never met him.
1: Well, that's it, right, and. I think everyone hopes of that, don't they, in the past at least? uh, Or even to your loved ones, at least you're remembered and and your legacy carries on as such.
0: Because I think, like, we've talked about this before on numerous shows, about, like, there's never a right age to lose your mom or your dad because they're still your mommy and daddy. But I think when you get older and your parents or your grandparents get older, it's not easy because you still love them unless they're suffering in pain. And then you want the best for them to be released from the pain. But at least when you're older, you think they've loved, they've lost, they've experienced stuff. But I think when you lose a child, and it was a child or a young person, then you're thinking, I, I always hope they've they've sampled as many things as they could in life
1: that's it um i obviously uh, we've had Ste anzalon who's whose brother passed away at 20 years old and he was m- my best mate and i always think think to him like a certain thing he didn't he was absolutely car mad but never never got his driving license never had that opportunity to get his driving license and things like that. you think yeah that's you know this is something you should have done and you should have experienced you know he did, obviously didn't long, live long enough to have any children he, you know and he was Absolutely mad about kids, and you know, you just yeah. When you start thinking about that, it, it does bring that pain back, doesn't it?
0: Because my dad always says, "Because no matter how much you love someone, no matter what you do for them, when you lose them, you feel guilty. Should I have spent more time with him? Could I have done this. Could I have done that." And Alice from uh, Ripple, who unfortunately lost her brother uh, Josh through suicide, and she bravely said, "There's no nothing like." There's no pain not losing someone through suicide because if you lose them for a car accident or cancer or whatever it is, you can blame the car, the virus, the illness. But when you lose someone through suicide, you mourn the person you've lost, but you almost resent them because they've left you with this pain. And I at the um, we did a mental health seminar here the other day, and there was a sign put there on a the bridge saying, suicide does not die with the person it just the pain gets passed on and I think that's a lot with suicide is a different form of mourning to other ones isn't it and I I think like when you when you love someone and sometimes and I've been there before with family members and you see them deteriorate and deteriorate and when they've got no more Capacity to go to the toilet themselves, and you see they're uncomfortable, and then you're thinking, that's when you almost say, I think it's time for him to go. But on the flip side, you think like one uh, well, of our best friends, Shaggy, who um he just died on the settee one day, we, one week after, one week after being married, and he he just went to sleep and didn't wake up. So some way, you think it's better to go out in a blink of an eye than to have a uh, prolonged death but on the flip side when they just go at a blink of an eye then you feel upset that you haven't got to say your Well
1: I think it's I think you if someone if the death's prolonged as well you kind of you make peace with yourself mm. that that's going to happen don't you you know you kind of know what's going to come you you don't know exactly the mm. date but you're going okay you're really not well at this point you, you can prepare yourself for that eventuality whereas when someone's suddenly taken you you don't have that option it's just a shock straight away isn't it and i think you'll find that more within younger people because you don't expect them to die like once my nan and granddad were at a certain age and starting to get really ill you were preparing for the eventuality that you know within the, a few months a year that, that they could pass whereas say with younger people you don't unless they have a prolonged illness self mm. which is a lot more rare, then you, you know you don't get that chance, do you?
0: The only think as you rightly said because when someone they've got cancer or whatever it is, you can brace yourself saying, "I don't know if I've ever said to your dad, but I've been wanting, I love you, out or mum, or, Mom, or <clears throat> excuse me, but you can say those final, I've always wanted to say or I've I've been meaning to say for the last how many years, but when it's, and this is why I'm a sem- sentimental booker. I'm always telling people I love them, you know what I mean? Like, because, and every time my wife and daughter leave the house or if I'm living there, the I say, you know, I love you, don't you? And I say it to my family and my brothers like Lee and my boxing family. And I, I have to tell people on the horrible thought that, you know, something might happen to me or happen to them. And I'd hate for it not have ever been disclosed. Mm. And I think us as men don't do that enough. And I think that's when, like, as my dad said, because that's when the guilt comes in You're going well, did, I, did Lee realise I appreciate everything he did for me or did uh, Paz know that, you know, we've grown up together or, you know, and sometimes you can have silly falling out with people and then they're taken from us and you think all it was was a saft argument. I never wanted it to last forever and there's nothing more forever than death, is there?
1: No, and this is what amazed me when you when you hear of families arguing and falling out and not speaking to each other for years and I just think, Life's too short for that. You don't know when that person's going to go and pass, you know, and what's going to happen in the future. So make peace with it, you know, and and hopefully see each other again and get on with it because you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow.
0: And that normally happens at someone in the family when he passes or she passes, it's the funeral. Well, I'm entitled to that glass, even though I don't like that. I'm entitled to her earrings and, And that's when the vultures come out, isn't it? And and I think that I've seen it within my own family. And it's like when you've lost, you're heartbroken because you've lost someone. But then you're heartbroken at how spiteful and vindictive people can become about it. And you're thinking, I mean, it's a gloomy thought, isn't it? But that's why, you know, I've I've got to get myself a will. And so, when, you know, but sometimes
1: you got anything to give Kevin? No, the CD
0: collection, <laughs> the CD, collection. <laughs> the DVD
1: collection. that no one uses anymore. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> D- giving my DVD player to someone else <laughs> just in spite. My DVD, uh,
0: CD. yeah, DVD. You lend them eight over the years and then they'll come back and through the pandemic. All
1: right, we won't but... go into that, Kevin. <laughs>
0: well, I was thinking, I've collected these for 20 odd years. I went through the pandemic, I'm looking through my thing, I'm thinking, set him off. i will give them all right? away. <laughs> That that kind of pain I won't get of
1: They ain't getting nothing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and pain comes in many different forms, doesn't it? I mean, naturally, when we think of pain, we think of the loss of someone. Like on today, because I'm thinking about Tommy. But pain can come in loads of different ways. Like the pain of a divorce, the pain of losing a bit, the pain of losing my job, the pain of. Being kicked out of a club. Pain can come in many different forms. I was going to do one of my short videos on this because so many people say, oh, I have got a high tolerance for pain. But how do you know? All you know is what you go through. But mm. like your colour, you know, I mean, has got a high tolerance of pain because like she'll break your around and she won't whimper. Mm. But for people of our capacity, we got, oh, I've got a high tolerance of pain, physical. I've got a high tolerance of mental pain. Um, you know what I mean? And you're going, well, how do you know? Because you can only compare yourself to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But it goes back to, to mental health because you hear people say all the time that, that you know, they're mentally strong. And it might just be that they think that because they haven't been through anything that has knocked them for six. Because I would have considered myself quite mentally strong until I like hit about 23, 24, you know. And then if something comes along like depression, um, suicidal thoughts and it just wipes out you. And actually, I don't feel that strong at all now. Mm. What you do realise is as time goes on and you start healing from those things and, and life gets better, that actually, you are really strong because you went through that period. And we all know them people,
0: don't we, are mentally strong, but what has actually happened mm. to you? And then you see other people who have had terrible, terrible upbringings and they, we've had different people on this show and they go, well I didn't know it was a terrible upbringing. I thought everyone was like this. Mm. So it I think strength like pain comes with comparison. And a lot of times because we've got our own blinkers on, we don't stop and go, Well, actually, you you have got a bell up. Or you know what? I and when you're going through the fight, you haven't got time to often panic, you know, because you've just been hit with it both hands. And it's afterwards you think, I I I should have fell apart then. Or Thank goodness I had the family I had. Otherwise, I could have been a broken child.
1: Hmm. But it's amazing how we can compare ourselves to other people in so many ways, but you don't tend to do it in that way, do you? Hmm. You know, you don't tend to do it in, in mental strength or, or your pain barriers. You tend to, oh, look look how they look. Oh, you know, I want to, you hmm. know, that kind of way, like an image way instead of, instead of that strength way and, hmm. and aspiring to be that strong
0: or success, I think of success as in money, jewels, cars, women, instead of after everything you've been through, you're still here, you're still positive, yes, i will be down That That's a real form of success that can't be measured in jewels.
1: Well, Calla's just the epitome of success to me. I mean, everything she's been through and the hospital visits, the, the being on death door, the amount of times we've been told she can't do this, she can't do that, and she just wipes the floor with it and goes ahead and does it anyway and that Mm -hmm. to me now and that changed my perspective because i thought success was having that car out there and 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 having that bank balance that was big and luckily i've never been fussed with social media so having followers has never really been an issue couldn't couldn't care less to be quite honest but but we do know if you had followers (laughs) on this obviously (laughs) personally not at all um but the only reason we want that is to spread the message yeah. and to help more people. Nothing to do with actually having more followers. Because again, I really couldn't care. We yeah. just want to get our message out there and get and, and get people talking. Mm. And I know you feel the same about yeah, that. Yeah. It's not it's not about actually that we've got a load of followers. It's actually we want followers who engage mm. and spread the message. But anyway, going back to success.
0: (laughs) I digress. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: as usual. (laughs) What are we talking about?
0: (laughs) Success and how we balance it, how we value it.
1: Yeah, but that, of being born and going through her struggles definitely changed my perception of success and what it is and how it changes for other people and how other people see it. And I think uh,
0: me and you both being daddies, being a good parent, your values do change when you have a child, but then when you've got those, those things that you've been through, of she ain't gonna make, she won't see a second birthday, she'll never walk, she'll never do, and then everything she's doing at callous pace, but she's gradually doing what she wants when she wants to do it is remarkable, successful.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it
0: is. And mm-hmm. I I've, thought I've when we talked to Blind Dave the other day, and Andy was on here, and different people. And, and millionaires, and I, I have to say that about myself, will I ever be rich? Probably not. But I'm wealthy in so many different ways because I've got people who care about me, I've got people who respect me, people who listen to me, people who I can help, they can help me. And that's success, it hasn't always got to be on what you're wearing or what you're buying.
1: It definitely hasn't, and it's and it's not. Look what we're wearing. Yeah. Best, best jumpers ever. Yeah. As successful as that, you know. And you can earn those if you have gone to our website. We're <laughs> definitely plugging at the moment, <laughs> But yeah, it, it is, and it's it is, and it does change when you have kids ahead so help you measure success. Because I know from my mom growing, you know, my mom bringing us up, success was keeping a roof over our head. Yeah, you know, and, and putting food on the table. And that's absolutely fantastic and she achieved that and we're all we've all grown up now and and we're all relatively happy obviously we all have our damn days and have had our tough time but we're all relatively happy and that's all that also at that time that's all she wanted
0: and look with that with a parent once going back to pain sometimes our parents won't see that as pain on sometimes you've got to give up your your dreams and your goals to be a parent and you you put As a parent, you put yourself, you put your family in front of you. But for some people, that pill's harder to swallow than others. When, like, I was going to be a whatever I was going to be and then had children, so I had to put my back burner on there and had to wait. Or I was going to be an athlete and I had an accident. Or I was going to – pain has many different faces, doesn't it?
1: Oh, You're right in a sense, but I don't think we ought to – so it goes back to success. We aren't ought to limit ourselves to those beliefs. Mm. Why can you not be a parent and still achieve your goals? Mm. What, because someone's told you you can't, why can't you do that? Yeah. You know, again, with having cat there, I realized that actually everything is possible. Mm. Everything is possible, but you've got to want it longer more. You've got to want it basically. And, and if that's, that is exactly the pitch me. So everyone, oh, we've got children now. So, All that's going to have to go on the back burner. We can't do any of that. Why not? Mm. Why not? It's just about being committed to it and committed to your family at the same time.
0: But once again, working through pain, working through that pain. So, okay, I had my children in whatever, 20s. And then you can either give up with the dream, which is the pain when you give up, or you can persevere with it for the success. Mm. And I think with all pain and all pain, you know, you know, We've got to learn from it. And we've got got to, I mean, I understand when it's terminal and stuff like that, I'm I'm fully aware. But with like mental pain and physical heart pain and mental pain, we've got to try our best to find a way of dealing with it and getting through it. Otherwise, the pain controls us and we lose the battle.
1: How many people you met? during your life that got crushed in childhood yeah they even really have a chance in adulthood because that that pain overwhelmed them Mm -hmm. um and then they're not able to do what they what they what they should have been able to do and and have their success because of a bad childhood or, or whatever's gone on in the past so yeah you do need to but this is where things like, as we've always said, to go and get help, mm. um, to go and get counselling and hypnotherapy. If anything like that is stopping you moving forward, and keeps dragging you back, go and seek help. We had we had Paul on, didn't we, who, who wrote the book? Uh, Struggle continues, and he had a terrible childhood, and uh, he eventually got found the right counsellor and got help, and he's really successful and in, in his own right now.
0: And sometimes you have pain from abuse. Uh, which Paul has been through and numerous we can never
1: say second name can we? No. So we we avoid that just Paul and, but numerous
0: <laughs> guests we've had on have had very traumatic childhoods and they've gone on to be successful because they have found the love the therapy that's helped them get through it otherwise the people can um have trauma it's like with people I grew up with who had visual impairment and disabilities but sometimes the parents thought they're doing right by doing wrong they babied them too much, didn't let them go and fail, and they they ruined them really because they were too frightened of the real world. They weren't encouraged to try and fail.
1: I, I think there's an element there. Look, so we we've been to the doctors many times and and in my in my job I've gone around many people's houses where You'll be talking to to the parents of a child with disability, and they'll basically say, "Oh, they'll never be able to do that." Yeah. Okay, well, what, what makes you say that? And it'll be, "Well, the doctors told us." Mm-hmm. And I think the doc the doctors and nurses out there do it to give you an expectation, don't they? They Keep don't the actually bar know.
0: Keep yeah. them low, so if you go over it, you're happy. That's it. If, if you that... set it too high, then you hate the doctor.
1: Yeah, that that kind of situation I think happens, and I think that that definitely happens with parents of disabled children. That you know. And there's no malice in doing it. I understand mm. why he's done. it's
0: done out of love.
1: Yeah. But I think maybe the tone ought to change to to be able to do that. They're going to have to want to do it and work really hard to be able to do it um, instead of going that. Well, no, actually, the, we was told that Calla would never, if if she reached her four, fourth birthday and couldn't walk, she'd never walk. And then recently she's been taking unaided steps and she's six so she just waited to do it on her own terms and that's absolutely fine but that doctor shouldn't have even said that mm. you know it shouldn't have even been a, a conversation i understand why it was but if if you're the type of person if we me and my wife were the type of person who lived on every word they said and took that for gospel would we have encouraged her as much to walk mm. and the answer would probably no
0: so that's what we've got to do we like if i listened to everything everyone said i wouldn't be running a boxing club doing this being a hometown hero and all the things i've achieved traveling on my own going around the world uh doing stuff it's up to you whether you're going to sit on your bum and take the pain or whether you're going to get onto your feet and walk forward probably take a lot of pain but keep trying your best no don't try your best if i tried to do something i'll never do it do your best prepare yourself to fail Because I've failed a lot more times than I've won. But that's why when I have won, it's meant so much. And the other form of thing, another pain, is when your child enjoys the sport for a certain amount of time and the parents force the child to do it. And eventually, the thing that the child first enjoyed, the parent put the pain on and then they resent them for them going. Yes. I've seen a lot of that. and I know you have.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the amount of kids we've had in this gym who you can tell aren't interested, but the, the dads behind them pushing them to do it is this. You know, I you, it happens all the time, doesn't it, Kev? It happens all the time, and it's it's wrong. You know, find what you enjoy and then then push them in that direction.
0: Don't live your don't leave your life for your childs, and. Because what that will form is a resentment to the parent and a form of trauma, whether it's boxing, football, swimming, whatever it is. It's not just in boxing gyms. But if you're dragging someone there all the time and I don't want to go, it's not building the rapport that we want with our children. That Do you remember when we used to go fishing, Dad? Or do you remember when we used to, it was, do you remember going there? I do, ah. Oh. Four days a week and I didn't
1: enjoy one of them. And that puts pain onto people. Yeah, it does. It does, and uh, yeah, as I say you got to find what what you enjoy, and then push in that direction. Because we're all different, aren't we?
0: So next time when we f- think of ourselves as saying, "I've got a very high pain to- uh, pain tolerance," or "I am very," have a think. So what have you actually been through? It might be it might be mountains, or it might be moles, hills. But don't be so eager to judge someone when you go. Ha, what have you got a moan about? I, I, you know, my dad used to me twice a week because you don't know what that person's been through. And what some people can go through is hell and back. Other people might be the hamster dying, but to them, that is hell in its own right.
1: You see, all you see like ultra runners who will run two hundred miles in forty-eight hours, like non-stop running, hardly any sleep. And you think, you know, that that is going to be painful. Mm. You, you you can't, you, but you can but they manage to do it. Mm. So it can't be overwhelmed, painful, can it? Because mm. they manage to complete that. Don't get me wrong. No doubt it's painful. But it's not yeah. taking them over that limit. So how do we compare to that? We can't. No. Because we've not run an ultramarathon.
0: No. We, as I say, it's very easy to judge. But always remember, you only know what you've been through. Mm. Even if you've got your brother, your twin brother. You know what I mean? Even though you might have been through the same things, he has had a different experience mm. or she has had a different experience to you. It's a pain Is a funny bugger. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about panel?
1: I think we're all good.
0: Well, before we go, I want to give a couple of shout outs. First to uh, Adam Davis, uh, who is the cancer of Broly Hill. He has raised some money for us, and we, through a charity which I can't remember, we've got a defibrillator now downstairs at the club for all training purposes and our um, obviously our mental health groups, which are every Wednesday at the club seven to nine they're free to attend the only stipulation is you've got to be a man and you've got to be 18 or above but that's all so come be a part of the conversation the family's growing now we've got people who are coming every week we've got some people who only turn up once and you know that's enough for them it's like being a, a chiropractor clicks your back and you're fine some people have to come every other month some people are here all the time so no judgment and lots of talking and did you want to give a shout out to Lee? Andrew. <laughs>
1: You're throwing that on me. Cheers. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've um we're on LinkedIn now and we've had an absolutely cracking fella called Andrew Meliney, who has been uh pushing us and supporting us, getting us some fantastic guests who will be on the radio and the podcast in the coming month. And, yeah, we'd just like to thank him really for his for his work that he's doing for us.
0: Yeah, thank you, Andrew. And if you would like to listen to us on the radio, it's Black Country Extra. So you have to click onto the Black Country Radio app. Go over to Black Country Extra, and we go live every Thursday at seven till nine. But you can do the catch up. At the moment, it's only for one week at a time, but they're working on it so you can get our old back catalogue. Because honestly, through the eight weeks this week, lost track. We've had some. We've (laughs) had some great guests, and we are going to continue having great guests on here. And on the podcast, so I'm going to leave you with a quote, and it's going to be that quote that uh, that young girl put on the bridge: suicide. The, the pain of suicide doesn't die with you; it's just passed on to someone else. So, thank you for listening. So, until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tararabit. Listen,
1: listen, listen.